It is madness. Randall broke his silence. Oksana's report consumed his last measure of strength and unpinned his sanity. Between the dreams that are real and the reality that is a nightmare, where am I? He whispered to her. Oksana tried to listen, but her own pent-up crying interfered as it overflowed her control. The places and people from my sleep I see while I'm awake, Randall continued. I recall their conversations, but they do not exist. My dreams have become part of my memories, strung together on a chain of infinite duration. Often I'm not sure of the dream or the actual event. Two realities? Oksana choked back. My waking self and my dreaming self have merely a minute separation, a gap too thin for my sanity to continue. Oksana labored to understand Randall's crisis and to distract her from her own. Will I dream when I'm not asleep? Will they create schizophrenia amidst my daily habits? I should just go home to die with mother and father. I cannot live this way. My poor parents. Yours too. I thought the two nights might help me, but it is no use with no home. Insanity that sneaks in the back door of one's house is one thing, but insanity that boldly struts down the street while whistling and waving at the neighbors saunters up to the front door is another. Randall's fiend conspicuously sat out front for all to see. Its menacing approach, misery-driven attitude, and noisy coming openly mocked him. McLeish's best had made Randall an addict, and his goal, the bomb, was beyond his grasp. Soon, with nothing to hold it back, Randall's madness would occupy any room it wished, and he would never know from then on what was and what was not. A never-to-be-sure life cut into a thousand pieces. I am tired, Randall rightly complained. Though my body rests tonight, I will meet people, prepare meals, sit under a tree beneath a hot sun or freezing moon. I will work, play in a river, or cry. In my other world, here is the illusion. Although my waking days have sequenced, recently my dreams have learned to jump into this world and gain footholds. Do you dream of you dreaming? Oksana tried to abridge Randall's bewildering accounts. Randall nodded in agreement. Pan and Clea had kept Randall's fragility a secret from the family, hence his admissions briefly catapulted Oksana into shock. However, her decision to find Randall had been her only choice. All along, there had been no other path. She reached over and pulled him into her arms. When the two cousins did not return, curiosity overcame Turan. On the rim, he found Randall and Oksana covered in dust, humming an unknown song. Muddy streams of tears veiled their faces and caked their chest from heavy crying. On the ground, hand-sized depressions or holes appeared where they sat. Oksana motioned to Rand to pull her up from where she sat cross-legged. Let's go over there, Oksana spoke softly as she pointed to a lonely torch. I have told him of the wars that besieged the realm, she stated, and about my escape from the clans. I explained that Glendary is likely fallen and all dead. So, you know, the hermit replied with a flat tone, about the wars. How did you know? Oksana asked, surprised at his response. Turan waited until she guessed his answer. The orb? she said. Yes, he answered. It spoke of the depraved annihilation of your realm. Oksana interjected. Has the orb taken you to these places? 
I was not there, I was here, the hermit answered truthfully. Yet, in a way, I have been to such places when it described the ruin. Oxana shook her head. It is too much. We are leaving. I've charted our return trip down the Tisri Trail and northeast towards the headwaters of the Ribian River. There we'll break due west to the south side of the Rian Mountains. The safest place from the invaders will be Western Pear, perhaps as far as the Green Forest. Before the Heartborn set afire my village, a few agreed to assemble there if we survived. What makes you think, Turan interrupted, that the Heartborns will not find you there? Perhaps, she answered. The green has only one exit and entrance. The great box of forests and swamps will serve to hide us for as long as possible. As Turan pondered the possible scenarios in Oxana's scheme, it struck him that Oxana had not been in Glendary. He asked, Indeed, Glendary is likely fallen, but as the orb is not related such, how do you know? I pieced it together, she answered. The southward march of the clansmen and the northward advance of two clusters of black traces and their escorts no doubt meant that they carried messages that Glendary has fallen. Messages? The hermit repeated incredulously. No, the hardborns have used only runners as messengers as per the orb. You saw only two parties, he continued. Yet there were four single parties. In each, a black trace escorted two sanguine traces and three regulars. Fortunately, you missed the first two. Oxana refused to believe her inferences were incorrect. Well, if the black traces are not messengers, she grilled, then what business do they have traveling north? Tran hesitated. They are assembling, I think perhaps in Hindsfeet with their leader. Something else, though. These are the same black traces who have visited the Bohm during the two nights for the past two decades.